What is up? What is good? How you living? How you feeling? How you doing? I am with somebody that needs no introduction. Uh, actually, he kind of does. He's a well-shaped haircut. He's a mean <laughs> lefty. He stands at about 6'5", but sometimes you're like, is that guy 6'7"? He's got two amazing kids, an amazing wife, and when he ranks people in the NFL draft, people lose their fucking minds. Talking to Chris. <laughs> good to see you. What's up, man? How you doing? Everything good? Everything is great. I'm in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Wedding in a month. Uh, so literally every time where I go and I go, I can't wait to relax. I get asked, what do you think about linens? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about linens. Why is this a thing? Oh, uh, man, Lefko, let me just say this. I've been loving you on TNT and all the NBA stuff. Like, really, I, I love putting you on. Danielle watches. You've become a little bit of the staple of my, my Tuesday night life now. You really have. And, you know, football being over and everything, and I'm finally winding down on my draft stuff, I'm really starting to get back into basketball, NBA basketball a little bit. But, man, I love watching the show, man. You're killing it. I you really are. That. And wait, wait. Are you working with another JFK psycho Candace now? Parker is a JFK obsessed. Can obsessed. Like me, huh? I told More, her it sounds you. like. I told her about you. She's gone to Dallas. She's like looked at everything. She knows all the conspiracy theories. You guys are actually very similar. You're very OCD. You're insanely competitive. You're good people that are a little bit quirky. You had kids at a young age. Like you're very similar to Candace Parker now that I think about it. I'll take that. That's cool. She's she's a cool she's a cool lady to me, no doubt about it. It's a, it's a great show to watch, man. It really is. So, congrats on your success there, man. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody about this recently, like Nelson's one of the head guys at MLB network and NHL you're over there, like the head NFL show I'm NBA. I mean, we got so many people are all over. You got Matt Miller now on ESPN. Amazing. You know what I mean? I know. Like, crazy. I know. All right. Matt, I, Camp, really, well, Matt Camp is like the WWE guy. <laughs> it's, it's, it just speaks to we had a special group when we were there at Bleacher Report working together. We had a lot of fun. There's was a lot of good people and everything about it. So uh, I still miss it. I miss you guys. Yeah. I really do. NBC's awesome, but you know those are good memories for sure. Shit, I miss it. I haven't been in the office in like a year and a half. You know what I mean? It's damn. I haven't because the, the the coolest part of it was we were all hanging out together. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I know it was. It was a great culture. Um. Okay. Your quarterback list came out. And this is months removed. So you've been dealing with this forever. But I, me and Fendrick started texting and we were like, it's like fucking clockwork. Every <laughs> single year it happens. And I was glad that uh, Mortensen came right in behind you and added some validation to it, which was huge. A lot of people were able to pull up your track record and go, oh, now that he's done this for like six, seven years, we kind of see it. Um I, I did think it was very funny that you go, Zach Wilson's the best. And then everybody said, what an idiot. And then after his pro day, they were like, I don't know. He might be like, what, yes. what was it like to go through it this year? Like you've done it so many times. I, I, I guess this year was a little weird. Cause I thought I, I did not expect that kind of backlash. I'll say that I did not. When you and say that kind, what kind of backlash did you get? Just, just, 
uh, like you're talking about over aggressive, like you're the dumbest guy I've ever seen. But you don't seen, look at Twitter like, mentions. Where are you? Saying I, 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 well, I've been doing that a little bit what? more. I, I, I have, I got into a little phase where I got into it, but then made some snarky comments and, you know, I don't think NBC was crazy about some of this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I get too emotional with this. I get too competitive. It's not good. And for you. I want to, I know it's not. So I, I, I've stopped looking. I have. And now, you know, my assistant texts me, hey, this is this tweet. And then I just send him a text back so I don't have to look at everything and go crazy that way. But, you know, I also thought, like, to your point where I thought I was at a point in my career where, I now have at least proven myself to a degree that I wouldn't just be like that. This is crazy. You're a shock jock. What the hell do you know? Well, that's where I guess I was a little surprised. Like I thought, that's where I, I thought did. you dealt with that with Justin Herbert last year. That, that's what I mean. I thought, you know, just listen between that and the Josh Allen and, you know, you and me and the Mahomes stuff all those years, I thought I had at least enough, you know, enough evidence to go, okay, this guy's not totally crazy, but we went back to total square one crazy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so yeah, the backlash there, you know, the, the, the unbelievable weight, how could Justin Fields not be one of the two top two guys, you right. know, all of that. I think the quarterback talk this year is about as crazy and as emotional as I can remember, like people emotionally getting invested in these guys, but you know, I am glad because I do think, you know, between Mortensen, a few other people in the NFL, you know, I'm not alone in thinking Zach Wilson's the number one quarterback in the draft as far as NFL people are I concerned. Was I was reading an, uh, an article today that said one anonymous GM said, man, I'll tell you what, Zach, Zach can do a lot more with the football than Trevor Lawrence. He goes, but the problem is if you don't take Trevor Lawrence and he goes to multiple Pro Bowls, you're the worst right. GM of all time. It's just that's we, we've right. Been thinking about Trevor Lawrence as the number one quarterback for three years, no doubt, and he's worthy of being the number one right. quarterback. He's worthy of being the number one pick. That's what I don't like that gets lost in translation with this. Yeah, he's not my favorite. I like Zach Wilson more, but I'm not going to be mad at like Jacksonville like I was like when they picked Blake Bortles at three mm. and be like that's the dumbest pick ever in the history of football. Like, no, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence and. He's got everything to be a franchise, big-time quarterback, plus, like you said, the political angle there. It's the safer pick. You know, if you drafted a Zach Wilson, everyone's going to go, well, there was Trevor Lawrence. Everybody said he was awesome. Even if Trevor Lawrence busts and isn't, doesn't work out, you know, they're still going to go, well, everybody else thought Trevor Lawrence, except that Chris idiot Chris Sims, right? Yeah. And, you know, the other aspect, too, like you said, he's – He's a folk hero. He's a god no down in that area. And, of the and country. to be honest, I had a chance to interview Trevor Lawrence for like an event. And then when I read some quotes about it, it really stuck with me. He has been in the spotlight for so right. long and he's so good at handling it. And when you are a franchise that for the last five, six years has been chasing something and failing miserably that this long haired, he he looks like Jesus. Okay. He, <laughs> like, he does he really a little. Is. You're right. He has risen. And it is Trevor Lawrence. And I, I, you're, I think that you're right. We've seen this with guys like Baker. There's a lot of attention being the number one guy. And I think Wilson has like some, from what I've read, some Baker kind of energy. 
and Trevor is going to be much more stoic and much more under control. Right. And that's what you want. Now, Zach Wilson, if, if athletic Baker goes to New York city, Oh man, that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting. You know, I think it's a perfect fit from the fact that I think Zach Wilson's a showman, right? That would be one thing I would say. So I don't think he's going to be scared of the bright lights of like he's jumping over and, dudes, then standing over them and stuff. That's what I mean, right? You saw, and again, the pro day, which was, yeah, it was good for me. The fact that I think it opened up people's eyes because they were like, whoa, like, you know, these other guys are good, but right, like he was doing things that looked a little different and the ball just looked different, popping off his hands and the way it flew through the air and all those type of things. So, you know, from all of those things, yes. I mean, Zach Wilson's got some really special attributes about his game from the, and I did not left, though you know me how I do this. I didn't expect him to be the guy. I knew, I watched a little college football during the year. He definitely caught my eye. But, man, I went on Dan Patrick at the end of college season. It was like, oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, I can't do that because I hadn't really studied it. And when I started to study Zach Wilson, I was just, wow, whoa, what a great throw. Holy cow, how did he do that? He's really, you know, him and Mac Jones are the two most consistent, accurate throwers in the draft. You know, also I would say Mac Jones and Zach Wilson probably did the most pro style stuff and their drop back pass game going through reads and all of that type right. of stuff. So they can do all of that. Wilson can make all the consistent. You're supposed to complete this slam dunk throws, but you know, you've worked with me in long enough. It's the other stuff that I'm intrigued by. Okay, wait, he can do what the coach told him, but now it's third and eight. Nobody's open. The pass rush bro, you know, is getting around him. It's not a good play. Oh, he got outside the pocket. They got a 30-yard game. Yeah. That's Mahomes and Rodgers type it, stuff. It and I think he's got me, some of that ability. It reminds me of what you said about last year, what Tua wasn't capable of. And I think I, I think it's important for people to think about that. Now, I want to ask you a question about Zach Wilson. I haven't talked yeah. to him in a while. I've read some books. One of them is called Think Again, where it, it openly makes you question what you believe just to see how strong it is. So my thing is, Chris Sims, why could you be wrong about Zach Wilson? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I could be wrong with, you know, the fact of I don't really know the human being. That's always the first thing that I get scared of because I'm really just evaluating what I see on film. I don't get to meet these guys and test them and see the makeup of what makes them. That's for sure. Listen, could I be fooled by maybe – the lack of competition and all that, certainly that could be one aspect. I don't think so. And I can give reasons behind that too, to back that up, but that would be a reason. Okay. That yes. Um, and then man, after that, I don't know small, if I, he is kind of, what's that? He is kind of, okay. He's smaller, certainly. And he's got a little bit of the injury history with the so shoulder injury. between two a small and this guy small? Well, that's, that's where I want to say, like, he plays bigger than Tua. And the other thing I'd like to remind people, and I know Trevor Lawrence, but he weighed in heavier than Trevor Lawrence at the last time they were both weighed in. Mm. So this is not like, you know, the 1988 quarterback model is not the same anymore. You don't need to stand in the pocket and take big shots from Reggie White and, like, Jerome Brown and everybody, they protect the quarterback so well. Now size is not as big as a, 
a thing in the NFL at the quarterback position. And as we're seeing, you know, the skill sets of these guys have grown to such a way where they can they can get away without being this big, tall, giant. Oh, I still get I pocket. still get weird. I still get worried when I watch Kyler. Like I watch Kyler, I'm like, man, he's good. Sure. Like every time someone gets near him, I'm like, this could be the end. Yeah, I, I hear you. And you know, again, the thing with Wilson that I think is great is his ability. He's got great feet in the pocket. He can legit run if he's got to, and he doesn't want to run like Mahomes or Josh Allen. He wants to get out of the pocket, manipulate Sounds the more coverage. Like Rogers. And that, yeah, it's more Rogers probably than, than, than anything, but manipulate the pocket or manipulate the coverage and then throw a laser somewhere. That's how he really wants to play. But, you know, I don't know the negatives are why I could be wrong. I think we hit on them. I think your point's real too. And, you know, all right. You know me, I pick out everything, like what people do wrong mechanically too. He has one little flaw that I don't see come up a whole lot, but every now and then, he can lean, not, not the arm, not the Bortles or anything like yeah. that. He can lean forward. You know, instead of being in that position like this, where you got your weight on your back foot and it really allows you to drive and rotate through the football, he can kind of get that, that foot extended outside the frame of his and body. I wish I could stand up and show you. Of leaning back to then launch it. Or he could do that, which wastes time. Or he's in that position and he tries to throw it from there. And he loses a little power on the ball and it dies out. That doesn't that go quite three once, but that's I don't think it's going to be an issue for him. No, I don't either. Um, so that was the first time that you said everything ablaze. And then what one of our first two uh, um, uh, constitutions were commandments. And <laughs> commandments, right? What do we have? Amendments? I don't even know. It was Aaron Rodgers' best quarterback of all time. RIP to that. Uh, best quarterback, right? It's, it's Pat Mahomes. And then the other yes. one was Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL. And I believe right. that before Kyle Shanahan was the 49ers head coach. That's how, I mean, you've been saying this forever. Another take that nobody listened to forever. And now everyone's like, he's a boy wonder. And it's like, you, <laughs> you said that he was a selfish nepotism hire for fucking three years. Um, right. But anyway... I believe that whatever quarterback is drafted by the Niners at three with Trent Williams at left tackle with Brandon Ayuk with um, uh, Debo, Debo Samuel. Samuel, whatever wide receiver, whatever running backs you want to put in the back, but most importantly, Kyle Shanahan, that will be the quarterback that has the best first few years because it's just a fact. He did it with Matt Schaub. He did it with Nick Mullins. It doesn't matter. So... Why do you believe now you believe Mac Jones is three or do you believe that Mac Jones is the right pick for Kyle Shanahan at three? Both, both. I do. Now, listen, I'll tell you this. I I don't know. I I never thought Mac Jones was going to be the third pick in the draft. Right. I I didn't think that. Uh, I, I said from the get go, I was like, listen, Mac Jones is much better than Tua was last year. And Tua was picked at five. Uh, and nobody had an issue with that. But again, you just can't you can't win that fight in the, in the public forum right now. Nobody wants to hear that. But yeah, I'm a believer in Mac Jones. And trust me, Lefko, again, he does not I fit your into, normal prototype of quarterbacks. I know, like. I know. I, I, I and trust me, I didn't think I was going to go into it really liking him. But 
as I learned through ego is the enemy nice. and biases and all the things we've talked about, self-scout thyself and all those type of things, I don't try to be or, or let my mind frame anything as we go into the process. So uh, I, I came away blown away with Mac Jones. I, I just was shocked. Now, there's not one redeeming, oh, my gosh, unbelievable physical trait, right? I think, and so there's not, not that one elite thing you look at to go, oh, but what it is more of is a lot of really, really good in every area that then lends itself to elite play on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's where I go, Mac Jones is special. He really is. His arm is good, Lepko. It's, it's, it's every bit as good as Joe Burrows was last year coming out. So right. that's the first blanket statement I would say. Did you want to say something? Sorry, I was going to keep going. I, I was very curious because you are yeah. normally somebody that looks at the physical ability, like you said yeah. earlier, like Zach Wilson, to create when the play breaks down. And right. everything about that I've read about Mac is his best ability is before the snap, is his ability to read the defenses and to and his accuracy. But but I don't see that that other play great when the play breaks down. And that's usually a staple of Sims. It is. It is. And this is where I'll break it down to you where it's a little different. So, you know, first off, unbelievable feet in the pocket. I would say him and Zach Wilson got the best feet in the pocket in the whole draft, right? You talked about pre-snap, all of that. Let me add to that. Joe Burrow last year was the best at now after the snap that I had ever seen about, you know, going through progression and pulling the trigger to the point where you're like, wait, he went one, he went two. And it's like, I, did he even look at three? And he, and he threw it and he's complete. That's the perfect throw where mm -hmm. you just go, holy cow, is that some quick, you know, read and reaction skills he's got there. Mac Jones is up there with Joe Burrow in that department. It's as good as I've ever seen since I've been really on this side of the business doing that. So that's why you're not always going to see a ton of, you know, off schedule plays because he can still kind of make them look like it's on schedule and, and he trick has you that way. And that talent. And that was the other he question. He does. Well, I get that, but, you know, but it's again, our Dak okay, Prescott so, theory. It's our Dak Prescott well, theory. I, I get you. You're right. Now, listen, but, but see, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence also have that too. Right. Let's not forget that. True. And we don't hold, nobody holds it against them. This is where I can't, the draft shit drives me fucking crazy At the crazy same point, sometimes. at the same point, yeah. Devontae Smith, Waddle, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs is better than anything at those other two fucking schools. No, and they no had Tristan Wirfs. Like, like, there was a lot, like, come on. I get you. It's special. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Now, he didn't really get the full benefit of Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. True, that was true, more Tua true, true. who got the four wide out all-star team there. But- Either way, yes, I, listen, I understand all of that. I get it. But the other aspect of this is him throwing in the pocket with pressure around. There's plenty of snaps mm. to see him, you know, in a pocket where, whoa, there's not a lot of room. He makes a subtle move, whatever. He's got incredibly quick feet, Lepko, like incredible. They're really a, a special you know, he has a tennis background and that allows him to hop around the court and be Roger Federer that way a little a good bit. Tennis background of a quarterback. I like a he, soccer he, style background to my basketball yeah. players and, and defensive linemen. And I like a little tennis with my quarterback. 
Sure. And like you Drew Brees. Open was up that. and get that, you know, that forehand. It, it's a lot of similarities. Exactly right. Drew Brees, I mean, beat Andy Roddick, I believe, in high school. I mean, that, so that just, that says something. And that's, that's ultimately who we're talking about here with Mac Jones. He's a Drew Brees, Matt Ryan type of guy. And I think, honestly, he's better than they were coming out of college. Ooh. And here's the other thing, Lefko. You know, the offense itself, this just tells me, like, things with Alabama and how they viewed him. First off, you've heard these receivers tell you flat out that they would take Mac Jones, right? There was no political BS. Waddle and Devontae Smith said Mac Jones. The offense and the way it was organized there this past year tells me they think Mac Jones was better than Tua. They called plays that I didn't see with Tua last year. It was much more of an aggressive down-the-field passing scheme. They put more on his plate than they did with Tua as well. And it's just – it's it's a machine, Lefko. Yeah. It's a machine. So it might not be a 100-mile-per-hour fastball where you go, and, wow, and you're giving oh him place. This isn't like some of these other schools. And, like, look, we're going to openly talk about Ohio State. Like, yeah, look to the sideline, get the play, turn back, clap. Like, is it like that in Alabama? Not really, no. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of more like, hey, let's get in the huddle. We've game-planned it all week. We might call two plays at the line of scrimmage or in the huddle. You're going to call it in the huddle, and now you're going to get up there and get in the right play regardless. Mm. Or it's just like, hey, here's an all-purpose play that we think will work against any right. coverage. And if we get some crazy blitz or whatever, you know, audible to this play, right? And that's more. It, it, that's another reason I think he's the number three guy, and I would expect Shanahan to take him that's, oh, because so that's he's what... – re- what percentage? He's ready right are now. You putting it at? He's ready what right per- now. What percentage that the the Niners take Mac Jones? What would you make it? I would say it's. I'm going to go ninety to ninety five. I, I would, you know, again. Now everybody thinks Shanahan's told me right because I'm friends with Kyle. Like first off, Kyle's not going to tell me who he's going to pick at number three. I'm arguably the biggest mouth on TV right now. All right, so there's not other than you. All yeah, right, so he's not going to tell me. I know my friend. I know what he likes in quarterbacks. He's always like that type of quarterback. So, and I'm he gonna sure wait he's it out. He was going to wait it out for Kirk Cousins in free agency. That's his style. Definitely. Now he That's coached RG three, and he realized what it was like when a mobile quarterback can get hurt, and he'd rather the quick decision quarterback. We've seen it time and time again. I would think so. Now, listen, Fields, Lance, they're intriguing, Dude, Niners, I'm sure. The, Niners fans the, hate it. I, I, You know, I know, and uh, it seems like a lot of people hate it. You're not allowed to say it, but I, I really let go. It, it's as clean as a tape as you're going to find mm. coming out, really, you know, other than Joe Burrow that I've seen. And like I was about to say, like, it's not going to be, oh, wow, what a laser. That's a, all of that. But it's a ton of. 94 and 95 and painting the corner and throwing the perfect throw and everything like that. And, oh, he's in the pocket with people around him. And even though he's not a sidearm thrower, within the realm of how he throws, he can adjust and make so many different type of throws and incredible anticipation. So, yeah, again, I did not go into this process thinking he was going to be the number three quarterback, but I came away with no doubt after, you know, spending a lot of time on it that he was. My my favorite thing this draft season, since I'm a little bit removed, is I like kind of dip my toe in and I listen to people. And 
What I loved is I heard some people go, I have to imagine that Kyle Shanahan was there on the sidelines as the Niners were taking on the Chiefs, and he saw what the athleticism of Mahomes allowed them to do. And I would say to them, you're looking at the wrong Super Bowl. You should have been looking at the Super Bowl where he had Matt Ryan in year 10, up 28 to 3 on the Patriots, and went, you know what? I could have won the fucking Super Bowl if my defense could get a stop. So I'm with you. I think that, that it, I've said something similar to that a few times on TV. And that was like, hey, trying to put myself in his shoes and, and knowing my friend and all that. I would think he's looking at it like, like, listen, I got two cracks at it with Matt Ryan. And one of those years was really special. And like you said, and they're we up in the top Super Bowl. 10 offense in the history of the NFL. Right. And I would think he's looking at it going, wait, you give me more than two cracks at it. I'll win a Super Bowl with a guy like Mac Jones. So because everyone out there where, is going, but what yeah. happens if you got the guy to execute Kyle Shanahan's offense <laughs> and he was mobile and it's sure. like timeout, timeout, timeout. Executing Kyle Shanahan's offense is the most important thing. And Kyle is over here going, I don't need you to run because I've given you options one, two, and three. So just give me someone that can execute. And if I can get someone with Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Acumen, and a lot of people want to discredit them, and that's fine. Talk to the players on those teams. See what they say. Talk to these other athletic quarterbacks that have phased out and realize that Kyle just wants his offense to be run efficiently. And this could be the right. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly right. You know, How are you going to take it, it, a victory lap uh, when Mac Jones starts off really strong? Because he'll start right away, right? I, I would think so. I mean, that's why I would believe you trade up to number three to know he's ready to go this moment. You know, they'll try to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They can't keep Jimmy Garoppolo around with no matter who they draft. Yeah, you're, no. you're, you're asking for a disaster. You yeah, know? So that, that, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And here's the other thing apparently running is potential. Now, if you can run, you have potential. If you can't, you don't have any. That's the one thing I've learned through this draft process this year. It's all, it's all about. And, you know, two, like people like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes don't grow on trees. They don't grow on trees. You know, Zach Wilson's the only guy in that, in this draft. That's yeah, that, I'm hearing a lot me, of people say Trey Lance has that kind of potential. He has potential. There's no doubt. There's things I like. I li really like him more than I like Justin Fields. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Like if I could re-rank, you know, I would, because I have, yeah, do it right I on. have, um, well, if I could re-rank, I would put Lance at five and Fields at six. That's mm. how I would do it. I gave Fields the advantage basically because of playing. I said that on my podcast at the time, just he's played more. That's what scares me about Trey Lance. Trey Lance has some, unbelievable qualities there's no doubt about it but you know there's things about the way he throws the football that I don't love there's inconsistencies in the results of throwing the football let alone he hasn't done it a lot he's never been in a two-minute drill in college wow. and you know the one game he played last year was not good so that would scare listen the Against one game Western he played Arkansas? last year Right. Like I'll, I'll like, I don't want to put too much into it, but there was enough throws missed in that game alone that I would go 30 is one interception. Yeah. Right. I would go, I can't take him at three just right there. That would have been enough for me to say not at three, but there, there is potential. There's no doubt about it. And from everything I've heard here in the last, because now I'm starting to 
hear things about what makes the guy. He's extremely smart. He's got all the other things you want, too, as a quarterback. That's exciting. But I just don't think he's ready this second. And you don't trade up the number three to get that guy, uh, at least in my opinion. So what I've learned through this draft process, too, is that by simply making Justin Fields four or five and Mac Jones three, you are calling Justin Fields trash, apparently. Uh, Or I'm a racist. I mean, that's, that's what I've been told. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Right. Um, I think it's interesting that there are lazy draft terminologies that have been discussed in the past, you know, trouble processing things. If you say anything about intelligence, uh, it is typically seen. And, and to be honest, there have been a lot of draft evaluators, a lot lazier than you that have done that over the years. The fact that some of these people are still on television is beyond me. The fact that people listen to them is crazy. But I I know that you're looking at it from a different process. Um, But Fields and and, um, Lance, how do they compare to Jordan Love of last year? Right. I I think I like Lance much more than Jordan Love, right? All right. What about Fields? Same with with Kellen Mond, who we haven't talked about. But Fields, I think I like – I like him more than Jordan Love, too. Okay. I do. There's no doubt about it. You know, I think his running, you know, is has a chance to be special. Me With too. the size, the specimen he is and all that, that can buy him time to continue to grow as a passer and do those type of things. You know, that Jordan Love, yes, it was like, whoa, that's an awesome throw. Whoa, that's an awesome throw. And then you were like, that's a crap throw. That's a crap throw. Wait, that's not a good decision. Not a good decision. Decent throw. Whoa, that was a great – it was just all over the place. This, this, to an extent, with Justin Fields, is a little bit like that in the throwing department, but he does have the running. Mm. But there's real flaws in the Justin Fields throwing department. There is. Hey, yeah, I'm not – I don't love all the decisions and all that, but I have no problem with his – you know, mental acumen. I don't really know all of it, but I didn't come away going like, oh, this kid's stupid. He yeah. can't read the field or anything like that. No, and Ohio no, State I just said away. that he processes as well. They stay. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, know, the, you know, so like, but, but I just didn't think he's as ready right now. Does he hang on the number one receiver too long at times? Without a doubt. You know, does, you know, he throw accurate balls once he goes to two and three? No, not always. I thought really he was one of the worst in the pocket altogether. And Lefko, he really has some mechanical things that I'm not sure you can fix. That's where it's iffy. You know, he loves to bring this up. He's a, let me throw my, my elbow up. He kind of throws it through his, his elbow. He doesn't always get turned with that upper body. And then the other thing he can do at times too is he can get his feet real close together and almost like a baseball pitcher pitch off the mound. Mm. The pockets ain't going to be that big in the NFL. You can't be doing that stuff. You got to get the ball to your hands. And it leads to moments in games, Lefko, where you just go, whoa, how can he miss that throw by Mm. this much? Now, we don't really realize it because then the next play, somebody else is wide open for a 40-yard gain or the running back runs up the middle for 20 yards and things like that. So we kind of forget it. It's not as like a landmark moment in the game. But to me, there's real issues with some of that stuff. And I just, I'm not sold you can fix that motion and what he does. And even the pro day, you know, 
his pro day left coat was good and all of that. But like compared to the other top quarterbacks, he couldn't just let it rip like they could. And that's because I don't think he really has great confidence in, as far as controlling the ball and knowing where it's going to go. I thought he kind of took an approach in his pro day of like going 90%, you know, dropping mm. back. Okay. Oh, I, I completed it. Where you look at Lawrence or Wilson or even, you know, uh, Mac Jones, it was like, play action base, come up and, ah, and just let it go. And it was like they were playing in a game, right? where Justin Fields was like going through practice, like, yeah, I just completed it. And I know that's negative. I'm not trying to be a hater. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he shits on me. Well, that's, it is awesome. that's my question is, so I'm looking at the draft order. Yeah. Where could Justin Fields go that you, believes will, that you believe will give him the best chance to reach that ceiling? Right. I mean, I got the I, list I don't here look, if you need it. Yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I think I got it here in front of me too. I mean, listen, I look at like, Okay, Washington, that would be an ideal situation. Totally. Now, th the big thing is, are they going to pick another Ohio State quarterback, right, the same range after they just got burned by one? Right. I don't know. That, that's the interesting aspect to me there with that. But Washington there in that range, I don't think the Bears, even though they need a quarterback. Like, what about Gruden at Ve in Vegas? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, but I still think he loves his Derek Carr, and Derek Carr played really good football. The next one I will say, though, that would make sense to me is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I could see that. Okay, so this is you know, 24. I know. That would be and a I, drop. Listen, it would be a drop. I think I could go through a scenario, though. What about New England where, at 15? Man, I just can't imagine New England is so into – consistency throwing the football and that type of stuff. And I know that sounds funny after Cam, Cam Newton and the year he yeah. had last year. I know, I know, but there's a lot more to that. And that could be a whole nother conversation. Um, I, I have a, I have a hard time thinking they would love Justin Fields, but that's certainly a possibility. If he's sitting there at 15, there's no doubt about it, but no, I can come through. I could come through this draft in my own mind. And if Atlanta doesn't take Trey Lance at four, right. I don't think the Broncos are going to take a quarterback like that right now either. I don't think we'll see. They're a team that's certainly on the cusp there. I think they're going to look for like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Teddy Bridgewater because Vic Fangio doesn't have time to groom a rookie right. quarterback. He could be fired after this year too. So I could see a scenario where those guys fall a little bit somewhere between 10 and 25. Mm. And honestly, that's where I think they are as, you know, talent or draft draftable quarterbacks uh so we'll, we'll see but it's yeah. it's certainly one of the keys to this draft it's a crazy draft this year craziest i can remember should i be as worried as i am about the eagles coach from his opening press conference to rock paper scissors <laughs> like i'm real. don't be worried yet we'll see well let's 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 let it play out yeah he hasn't killed the press oh. conference and rocks, paper, scissors, shoot was not my favorite. I like to see how competitive people are. I do the rocks, paper, scissors. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Just stop. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. You guys got a lot of work to do there in Philadelphia. So we'll see. What about you guys? That'd be another team I'd go. If Lance or Fields oh, are on the fuck. on the, I'm such a hurts guy. I'm such a hurts guy. I, I gotta think that's why they won't name him the starter. Am I too high starter. on hurts? Am I too high on hurts? 
Yes, Damn. you are. Sorry. I, he's I'm going to be honest. I rewatched the Cardinals game because I left right. that game going. He outdueled Kyler and like there was a wide receiver screen that went for a 40 yard touchdown. And, but like right. he still makes really, really good plays. And I still think he could be like a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I still think he's very young. Um, yes. I don't doubt that. I don't. There's still throwing has to improve for him. You know, like I think his deep I'll ball to, is gorgeous. His deep, deep ball is gorgeous. Right. But, it, you know, again, the majority of the NFL completions are somewhere between five and True. 20 yards. Right. True. You got to become a machine there. And that's where, like, I'll go back to the Dallas game, right? Was that the second to last game of the yeah. year? Yeah, he had Man, the deep ball was, to Deshaun and a lot of misses. That, exactly. That, so that's what I mean. It, it's, it's, a, it's home run or strike out with him right now. And, you know, with his running ability, you're, you're going to be able to survive some weeks with some teams and all that, but there's definitely got to be a little more consistency in his throwing God, altogether. You guys gonna, are in a total that's rebuild mess, mode. That's my whole draft night up of the Eagles. Take fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, I want to go. I know you want to talk about Kellen Mond. I'm sure he's great. I don't uh, care. That's no, all right. it's I, I think that Sims has a few other skills when it comes to the draft. Number one, identifying freak athlete wide receivers that no one else is apparently talking about from Trace, Chase Claypool last year to another number of others, are there any that fit that mold this year? I think Deami Brown is that guy for me for North Carolina. That's like you don't hear a lot of chatter about him. He doesn't get put on everybody's, you know, first round mock drafts or anything like that. I know I've talked to enough people to think he's an end of first round type talent. But, yeah, he's my Chase Claypool of this year, you know, where I would go, well, here we are. It's one of the greatest athletes in college football. We haven't seen the route, the route tree. I'm not sure he can go to the white line and make a right-hand turn. I don't know. Same shit I heard about DK Metcalf. Yeah. No, he was the number one receiver in the draft. That's where I ranked him then. That's what he should have been. It's stupid. Mm. It's overanalyzing. I don't know what it is. All I see the guy do is beat everybody that tries to cover him man-to-man and beats them deep. You know, he's oh, got I've, I, elite Connor, traits. Connor showed me some of his footage, and he's just dusting people. Dust dusting. people. He, I mean, on the field, he runs low 4-3, high 4-2. And, you know, he could have gone to Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. He turned it down to stay home in North Carolina. And, you know, it's crazy. It's going to probably hurt him that he wasn't on one of those teams and didn't have that you know, offense and quarterbacks thrown to him. But he would be my guy this year where I'd go, Watch out for him next year. He's going to open up some eyes. Another thing that I think Chris Sims does really well is identify cornerbacks that have the ability to exist on an island because I think a lot of people look at, at um, this is very similar to what we just talked about. A lot of people look at technique yeah. and you're like, right. let me just see who is the William Jackson that no one's going to let, or the, uh, I mean, uh, who's our guy uh, that went, he's, uh, on the rant, no, Marcus Peters. You were like, sure. oh, Marcus Peters is guy. Is there any corner this year that you're like, oh, that could be the guy? So I'm going to throw out two, all right? And yes, like last year, I had Okuda as my third-ranked quarterback. Right. Cornerback. For the same reasons, exactly what you're talking about. Like, hey, it was good. I get that. You know, man, what unbelievable technique and footwork. But as you know, and as we talked about it for a lot of years, like, 
That's a position where you need to be a freak explosive athlete. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're going to cover DK Metcalf and he knows where he's going and you don't, but you have to stay in his hip pocket. Like you can't run four five and think you're going to be able to cover a guy that runs four three and he knows where he's going. You can't be an island corner. And for me, you can't be a top 20 pick unless you can do that. Mm. I would not pick any of them. So I like Sir Kane. Uh, I think he is a little bit of that technique mold, but 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 better than Akuda. I like Sertane better than Akuda. But the guys this year, and this is where the draft. Caleb Barley's is as good a corner as I've ever seen him in, in, since I've been doing this. Left go. Wow. It's a freak show. He's he's, he's better than Jalen Ramsey coming out. No, you I mean, shut your mouth. I know. I, Caleb Barley, if he doesn't have the back issue and didn't opt out. He's going to be a top five pick in the draft. I don't, I've never seen a guy his size move the way he does. Wow. He's a freak show. I'm not sure where he's going to go. I think he's going to fall to the end of the first round. So he would be the one guy I would say, you know, watch out. But I don't think that's news to anybody. My other guy is Tyson Campbell from Georgia. That was the guy I made uh, my my second rated corner this year. I went Farley one, Campbell two, Sertain three. And Campbell, Campbell, man, I mean, he's just flat-out speed. That's what he is. He was never outclassed by anybody. He could stay right with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. It didn't matter. And the other thing that tells me they thought he was in those situations, Georgia always put him on the best receiver. They had another good corner, Eric Stokes, who I like a lot too. But Campbell's the guy to me that I look at to go, watch out, he's a true island corner. Uh. I, I want to go through just I, one or two more questions. Yeah, all good. Where are you at now in terms of like talking to teams? Like now that we're recording this on Thursday, it's going to come out the week of the draft. How are you going to approach this next week? Like, are you just going to be gathering information or is it? I, I got a good amount of information already on a lot of these guys and all that. I, you know, you know me, Lefko. I don't talk to every team. I got about four or five coaches in the league that I talk to and talk ball with on yeah. a consistent basis. Then they know I'm not going to like take what they say and throw it out into the public forum. We, we just talk ball. We're friends. That's what we do. And I get to hear information in the background and all that type of stuff from them. You know, I know a few NFL insiders who got a lot of information and stuff like that too. So, you know, that's how I go Are about you doing it. A live show? I only, no, no live show. No, nope, so you're nope, just gonna be at home watching. Yet. I'm gonna be at home watching, and I'm gonna. They want me to put out like a tweet, a scouting report on each guy that gets drafted in the first round. So, so you I'll be send doing me that. A text after the pick and be like, "Yo, man, here's the deal. Fuck that guy. He sucks. I'm ready." For <laughs> so yeah, I'll be Do doing want, that. Did you hear who's taking your spot on the draft show? No, who? Akib Talib this year. Oh, I am fucking honored. I am honored. My man, Akib Talib. Yeah, yeah. What? That man, I love me some Akib Talib. I mean, tell you're me, gonna have a lot of fun. I know. Tell me, tell me what it's like to be in a locker room with Akib Talib. You were down there with the Bucks when you guys drafted him. Like, what's right. what's he like as a person? I was in New England too when they traded for him. So I, I've gotten a double dose of Akeem Tlaib. Um, first off, his voice and how loud he is is hilarious. He's got this squeaky, high-pitched voice, 
And, you know, you'd walk in the locker room and you'd hear, man, I don't know, man, you're crazy, man. I don't think this, man, 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 fuck you. You're crazy. Like that, that's a key to lead to me. Always great energy, always a smile on his face. And then when it came to ball, I mean a baller. I mean, one of the great, I think he's a Hall of Fame corner for Mm. my money. And again, you could put him on an island. And I'll still remember, I still remember the first practice I had with Akeem Talib. It's when I knew he was the real, you know, usually you see a rookie corner. They, they, they struggle at first week in training camp and they're getting used to all these receivers and the offenses are so much more diverse and there's more to think about. Man, they put a keep to leave on like day one and they were like, you got that guy. And he was like, okay, no problem, man. I got him. He had two, two interceptions in his first practice as a rookie at training camp. And I was just like, man, this kid's the real deal. And uh, of course he had the career to back that up. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be in that spot. I, I, I always say, he's, when, Oh, he's got so many crazy stories. So many. They're so amazing. Off too. the field, off the field, just funny stories. I'll tell you one of them, and when we get off air, and you got to ask him about it. Okay, I will, I will, I will. Uh, it's it's worth it. He's a great storyteller. Uh, check out Sims Unbuttoned, uh, Chris Sims, guys. I don't have to sum it up. It's Sims. Uh, everybody misses you. I miss you a lot. I miss you. Uh, I miss you. I miss your. I see your wardrobe of you know sweatshirts that fit tightly around your neck are as strong as ever big time crew guy uh i i've been doing the, the top button swag we're starting to, i've seen it the turtlenecks you know turtlenecks i saw that face. too yeah 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 <laughs> i'm loving the outfits on tuesday night man i'm loving well, them. you know I who's really, and i love you know who's building them uh, i know and i love how you fire Woody. back at people when they say stuff about you i love oh, it yeah. you're the man it's, you know what? It's what you begin to realize is Wade, Candace, Shaq, you like, it's the same energy. It's, it's just yeah. people that are having yeah. fun and we're not taking it too serious. And if you're going to comment, Oh no, we're going to come right. Like Shaq is the one I'll tell you this later. Shaq gave me a pep talk one time because he saw <laughs> that I was looking at Twitter and he was like, Adam, those are earthlings. You are are an extraterrestrial. Don't listen to those motherfuckers. That's great. He's like, he's like, he's like, don't listen to them. They're nothing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a good way to put it. I'm going to use that actually. That's a good one. Yeah. But, uh, miss you a lot, pal. Great to see you killing it. And, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks man. Anytime, man. You're the man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Holla. All right. All right, let's, You're let's not going to sign off. No L E F K O E man. None of that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. We're still rolling. All right. Uh, Ingver, are you there? Can you come on too at the end? Yeah, what I'm here. It? I'm just, I'm um, sort of babysitting at the same time. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. <laughs> Four Sims. Peace out homies. Nice. I, I can't believe I almost forgot that. Sims, you don't know for Ingber. Good evening. Wait, no, 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 Chris. It's it's completely different. It's completely different. For Ingber, the amount of screen time you give a child is completely fine under COVID restrictions or anything. Your child will not be messed up. Mm. He gives us a words of wisdom. I'm the <laughs> that is great, man. We will man. Holla, holla, holla at you later. 